you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey guys, back at you. Whether you're just starting out in this business or you're a seasoned veteran, your staff are both the key to your success and a potential challenge. It's a difficult labor market today for any business, no question, but you can rise above this challenge, lower your restaurant turnover, and build a winning team with a little help. But it's how you find your staff, develop and nurture staff, train them and recognize them that makes all the difference. Once you do all that, you still need systems in place for payroll, benefits and compliance, and most of all, best practices. You've got to have policies, a thorough employee manual, and solid record keeping in place. But no worries. In today's episode, I'm speaking with a restaurant industry HR professional who cut her teeth in the trenches in the restaurant business before founding her own human resources company that specializes in restaurants. She shares so many insightful nuggets and wisdom, and there's so much to take away. But before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Cabbage. There's no time to waste in the restaurant business, especially when an opportunity comes up and you need extra capital. Cabbage created a simple, flexible way to get a line of credit of up to $250,000. Apply online and get a decision right away. Withdraw funds when you need them, without reapplying. Cabbage has helped over 130,000 small businesses. Get started at cabbage.com slash restaurant rockstars and you'll get a $50 gift card when you qualify. That's cabbage with a K dot com slash restaurant rockstars. Line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. Now on with the episode. Welcome back everyone to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, engaging topics to help restaurants rock their profits, build their brands, and deliver amazing guest service experiences. I am really excited today. I'm I'm introducing a guest, Carrie Luxem, and she is a human resources professional and an industry speaker. She specializes in the restaurant industry. In 2010, she founded Restaurant HR Group, where she partners with hundreds of restaurateurs, much like yourself, to take care of their greatest assets, their people, because your people are the cornerstone of your business. So with a career that spanned over 20 years, Carrie is frequently sought out for her modern and simple and effective advice, and she's been featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, Restaurant News, and Independent Restaurateur. Welcome to the show, Carrie. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much, Roger. I'm excited to be here. Now, this is really great because, you know, I was in the business for 20 years also, and I ran restaurants, and I had 52 different employees, so I've got lots of stories that we don't need to share. But, you know, the whole (laughs) crux of this is how you develop your people, how you hire them, you train them, you recognize, you reward them, and just making sure that your best practices are in place because employees and staff can be a pitfall. Um, let's start with your backstory and how you got into this industry. Um, I understand it all started at age 10. Take us there. Yeah, well, actually, at age 10, I started entrepreneurial things. But when I was 15, I started my, uh, my, I got my very first job at Dairy Queen. 
And I really had, you know, I had some really great leaders, uh, you know, the owners of that little restaurant made an impact in so many young people's lives. And I started to get a real passion for the industry at that age. And, you know, throughout my teen years and 20s, I worked in a lot of different restaurants. And I worked for my father's company. He had a non-restaurant business. And I really started to form this passion for business, being an entrepreneur. And I loved, loved, loved the restaurant industry. When I was 27, I started with Potbelly Sandwich Works, which at the time was just three restaurants. Uh, and I was lucky enough to meet the visionary of that company and helped expand Potbelly from three restaurants in one market to over 220 in 10 markets. So I started the HR department there. I was really green. I, I learned a ton. I actually met my now husband. He was the head operator at Potbelly. And we, uh, you know, we grew that brand together. And I really understood uh, after working with guys like my husband, who's a real deal operator, <laughs> how to support restaurant operators. And so I left in 2010 or 2009. I started my business, Restaurant HR Group, in 2010. My husband uh, is, an, is a restaurateur. He owns a bunch of, of restaurants. And, and I started to support him. And I had people contact me that I worked with through Pot Belly that were starting little burger joints in, in bars and taverns and different things. And they just needed help. They needed to uh, have a better understanding of how to set up HR systems and processes and how do you find leaders and how do you keep, uh, you know, keep track of all of the compliance and all these things that were thrown at them. And I am somebody who's so passionate about simplifying the world of HR. It's really about great systems and awesome leadership. And if you can get those two things right, uh, you absolutely have a better chance of being successful in the restaurant industry. And so so my, my company, Restaurant HR Group, where we are today with that is we handle the payroll benefits and HR administration for restaurateurs. Typically, they have a couple hundred employees or more. So we're, the, the, when people want to spend money on having an outside resource, they're typically a little bit larger. We do have some smaller independent restaurants that utilize our services. But I still saw a big need for education and training and coaching and guidance for the restaurant tours that were independent and that didn't have the resources or, you know, want to bring in an internal team. So that's when I started carryluxum.com. So I sort of have two different things that I'm working on. Restaurant HR groups, the admin side where we handle the work and then carry Luxum is where I'm really focused on this mission of helping independent restaurateurs set up their HR systems and processes. And when I say their systems and processes in HR, it's really how do you have a great culture? What kind of uh, recruiting? What do you have to do to recruit and hire great people? How do you simplify onboarding and make that great and understand safety and loss prevention and benefits and performance management? And how do you terminate? So I have really been focused on creating these simple systems. I recently uh, published my very first book. It's called Restaurant Operators HR Playbook. It's essentially a, a there's 11 categories, the things I just listed from culture, recruiting and hiring, all the way through termination. Each chapter talks about each category, if you will. And I, I uh, completed it with a little play. We call it a play. It's a worksheet that helps restaurateurs build their recruiting uh 
system and, you know, build their payroll systems and benefit systems and all that stuff. And then we're uh, the next big launch that we have is going to be this membership platform that will work in conjunction with the book with all kinds of training and articles and videos and, um, you know, different resources templates and documents for restaurateurs that they can access through this uh, through this membership platform. That'll be, we have members right now that are our trial members. Everybody that pre-ordered my book is a member and we're building this great thing that will launch on June 1st. But my whole goal is to help restaurateurs understand what they should be focused on. I mean, Roger, it is so confusing. Sometimes I'm in the trenches every single day and it's so hard for me to even keep up with what you can do, what you can't do, what healthcare is, what compliance things are going on. And so I'm just on a mission to really, really talk about what matters, simplify this as much as I possibly can and offer real support to restaurateurs of all sizes and shapes. Wow, what a huge benefit you're providing the industry. This is amazing you. because, you know, I've always called this the business of a thousand details. And when you're an owner or a general manager, you've got so many different balls in the air and you don't want to drop any. And your ultimate um, goal is to give your customers the best experience possible to build a brand and to really build, you know, this powerhouse. And you mentioned it a second ago. You said it's all about great systems and awesome leadership. And that is definitely a priority because, again, your staff are the cornerstone of your business. They make or break your customer's experience. And especially in the age of online reviews right now where, you know, if you're not giving every guest an amazing experience, you know, you're going to see it all over social media. And that can absolutely sabotage your business. So let's focus on... There's so many ways or, or so many um, directions I want to go with this conversation. Why don't you tell us, if, if we're a new operator just starting out, uh, what are some of the best practices that you can put in place? Do you want to start with maybe the yeah. hiring process and then go yeah. into developing the staff once you've found some good people? Let's talk about yeah, that. Yeah, no, that's so so important. You know, when somebody's starting out or, you know, they're, they're getting their first restaurant or maybe they're starting to expand their restaurants, it's so important people are everything. You've got to have a great team. And so the first thing you need to do is understand who you are, what your goals are, your vision, mission, purpose, as a lot of people would say, but really understanding what makes you special. And, uh, you know, the world that we live in today, people want to work for brands that, you know, that, uh, you know, they're connecting with emotionally. So you've got to figure out who you are and how do you articulate that? You know, what makes you special? And, you know, some call it a brand story or your vision, mission, purpose, and really, really defining that. I see so many restaurateurs spend a ton of time creating marketing strategies and systems. So this is just really on, you know, really making sure you're focusing on understanding who you are and having a recruiting strategy, right? So spending the time to really do that right, just as you do a marketing campaign. So once you sort of have your mission and your vision and your purpose and who you are and how, how you want to change the world through your restaurant or whatever it may be, you need to be creative with how you go out and find people that you're recruiting, you know, and so many restaurateurs are, are very reactive when it comes to recruiting. For and they, sure. Yeah, and they, you know, maybe they plop a sign in their window and they place an ad in Craigslist, you know, because that's what they heard you should do. And they run that same ad 
every single week and they get the same, uh, you know, employees that don't really fit what they're looking for and they're frustrated a lot. I mean, recruiting is a really frustrating area, but when you really uh, make it a priority and, you know, there's ways to do a lot of stuff where one person, the owner necessarily doesn't have to do every single thing, but you want to step away from just being reactive and just placing that you know, one ad that says now hiring great people in, in one, in one uh, online job board. So you want to make sure, uh, you know, if you already have a restaurant and you have people, get referrals from those people. Who do you know, you know, who can you send over to us? Some, some of our restaurants do, do, um, do a referral that, you know, they make a bonus and some just say, hey, listen, we think you're great. Send your friends. And, and, you know, just really telling people what you're doing, what your goals are, what you're looking for, and really spending time to do that, putting signs in the back of the house, maybe running little contests and things like that with your employees to hire people. Of course, online job boards are so great. You just got to, you know, just keep looking for what's best for you. There's, and, and, you know, the thing is, rather, you can't say every single restaurant should place an ad on this job board depends on where you are in the country it depends on where you are if you're in the suburbs or if you're in the city I mean depending you've got to figure out what works for you and you know do a lot of research on uh you know what options are out there I mean there's so many different job boards and uh apps and different things you've got to figure things out try different things and see what works and of course just like you do with marketing you want to make sure you're utilizing social media um there's you know, you can create fun and interesting little videos and uh, the, the ads that you can create and then taking those to a whole nother level through social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Uh, I have familiarity with more of some over others, but, you know, trying them all and really uh, putting effort into trying a bunch of different things. And then, you know, again, this all takes a lot of effort, but the, the, the restaurateurs that put the effort into it get the results that they're looking for. So, you know, reaching out to the local high schools and the colleges and, you know, reaching out to career counselors at some of these hospitality schools, letting them know what you're doing and that you're looking for great talent or managers or uh, hourly people, it goes, it goes such a long way. And it's, it's really having a system in place to ensure you're doing all of these things a lot not just, oh my gosh, I need three people desperately. Let's get that ad in Craigslist. And, you know, the first, you know, let the 20 people show up, let's hire the first five that, you know, can fog a mirror kind of thing. Hmm. You, know, you really want yes. to, you really want to make sure that you put a lot of uh, time and effort into this because it just, it changes everything if you have the right or the wrong staff, you know? So this is an area that I hear so many restaurateurs are so frustrated with, but they don't put the amount of time and commitment into, uh, you know, to creating a great strategy and having a plan and doing those things. And then if they, oftentimes I do see some that do a lot of these things or they find uh, some sort of an online job board that brings them in a lot of resumes and, uh, you know, there's hundreds of resumes sitting in, uh, you know, an email or some on some online job board and they're, they're not getting those candidates in the door. You know, they're sitting there and they're like, yeah, I don't know. I screamed at them. I looked at them. I don't know if they're right. You've got to create ways to get 
people in the door. And one of the ways that can be very successful is you, either you dedicate a couple of days or a few days a week and you drive candidates into the restaurant on those specific days and times, or you hold hiring events at your restaurant and you, you, all those methods that I just talked about, you drive people to come in and apply in person, you know, on Tuesday from, you know, 9 to 11, if that's what works best for your restaurant. And people come and you get to meet people and you have your managers there and they can, you know, they can they can meet people face to face and, uh, you know, hopefully find the absolute best people for their restaurant. Wow. You just hit me with so many different nuggets. And I've got to say that when we started the, when you started telling us about all these creative, resourceful ideas, I got to say that, yes, I had tremendous success in getting referrals from what I call my A-team players. And every restaurant mm-hmm. out there has at least one A-teamer. You know, you wish you had 10 more just like them. They're the right. reliable people. They're great with the customers. They're, they're there for the right reasons. They got the right attitude and the approach and the desire to serve the public and all those sort of things. But, right. but you really took us in a new direction with the videos and the social media and getting really, really creative. And uh-huh. that was a fabulous idea. I absolutely love that. And the hiring events, I mean, you're, you're so right. I mean, so many operators out there are struggling with this labor challenge. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Everyone's complaining about labor shortages and I can't find good people. But it's all in your approach. And it's all in taking care of your people once you find great people and, and yep. reducing your turnover. So that, those are just such nuggets of wisdom right there. I yeah. think that's, oh, well, that's just you. tremendous. Awesome. Yeah, and you know it's so funny yep. because what I what I see happen sometimes is I'll I'll recommend doing all these things. They're like, well, I don't get as much volume when I do a video, or it's not about you know when you play something on an online job board and you get oh you get a hundred resumes, but you know ninety eight of them are not what you want, you know, or whatever. And when you do a video, it may be slower in the amount of people that you see, and I think that sometimes is a disconnect for operators. So it's really about creating your brand. In and if, yes. that is if you have one restaurant or if you have 100, it's not, and it's not a fluffy thing. It's really, you know, it's really exciting people, uh, you know, about who you are. Now, to your point, you brought this up. If you are not what you're selling, if you are not a great culture, if it's really difficult to work in your restaurant, you're going to constantly be recruiting and, yes, and have absolutely a, a true. little bit of success. Yes. success. So you've got to make sure that all of these pieces work. Uh, together and that you that you do things right throughout the sort of life cycle of an employee, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure you have success. But it starts with, you know, you've got to have, you know, you got to know who you are and really, and, and again, some, some people are really, it's really heavy workload and they're, the owners are really focused on profit and they don't pat people on the back and that's not their environment. Just be honest about that. You will find the right people. You don't have to be saying you're something that you're not, because then when you do that and you hire a bunch of people that need patted on the back every single day and they're not going to get that, then it's going to fail, you know, but there's plenty of people. I I work with so many restaurateurs that are very different from how I would lead a restaurant, but they have loyal people and they take care of them and they're very serious or, but they're, you know, they, they, they show that they care and all those things, but they do it in a way that's very authentic to them. Yeah. Authenticity is key. And I think uh, what you said about um, building your culture and presenting that culture, because the right people are going to relate to 
you know, what your brand and what your culture is all about. And if you're really authentic in presenting that either in the video, I think that's going to eliminate all the people that you don't want who aren't going to relate to this is, this is who we are and this is how we operate and this is how we treat our people and this is, you know, what our team is like and all that sort of thing. And if you can authentically create that and bring it to life for the potential staff, then I think the right Absolutely. people are going to totally be gravitate to that. Absolutely. You know, have your employees star in your video and yes. have them show, show them right? how hard it is to work there. They can say this isn't always easy, but we are a family or whatever it is. People love that. People want to be people get it's not always going to be fun. I mean, restaurants, it's hard to work in restaurants, but it's and it's just and by the way, the process of creating those videos, whether it's with your, you know, you can use your phone for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. They don't so have to be fun. super professional, just have right. to be genuine. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it is so much fun for, for the teams and they it just builds more excitement and they're a part of that and it's something outside of their day to day, you know, serving drinks and, and making sandwiches or whatever it may be. So I mean it can just be so much fun all the way around. But it is a commitment. It isn't necessarily easy. It is a lot of work, but it is all worth it if you if you put the time and effort into it. Well, you're putting the time in up front and then if this is successful for you, which I believe it will be, then you're going to save so much time in constantly looking for new people and then having the turnover and the, and how much that costs you to keep recruiting and keep finding new staff and keep training people. So yeah, it's an investment up front in reducing all those other pitfalls of hiring. I think that's a wonderful idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. Okay, so now let's just say we found the staff. Let's talk about training. Let's talk about the yeah. importance of building those systems in place and how you can get your... You know, when I ran restaurants, it was all about, you know, conditioning my staff to think of every customer's experience as the only experience in the place, treating every customer as if they were, you know, the most important customer, and then training the staff to think like owners, to see what the customer sees before they see it and to fix what's broken, and then mm -hmm. recognizing and rewarding people for that. Because let's face it, you walk into a new restaurant for the first time, you don't know the first thing about it. The customer is forming so many impressions in their mind from the very first impression from the parking lot walking through the front door to the bathrooms to the tables wobble. I mean, again, there's those thousands of details right to the greeting that they get to the, the farewell. Anyone who says goodbye and thanks them and welcomes them back. I mean, these are hundreds of impressions and they're either positive or negative And they so often determine if that customer comes back again and tells their friends and gives you a positive review. And it's all about the training and the development and leading by example. Right. And these are all, you know, a critical crux of HR issues is once you've got these people, you know, how do you develop them? I mean, you must right. have tons Absolutely. of areas of advice well, you know, in that it's so area. Well, interesting as I, I heard you talk about like all those impressions you're making on the customer. I mean, I am all about exactly what you said, but for the employee, like what is the impression you're making on them? You've, you've now recruited them. You spent all this time to find them. Great. Now what happens, you know, and what you should care as much about the impression you're making on the people that you are, you know, bringing into your company as you do about the customer. And, you know, I often see you talked about training. So you've got to, you know, take, take time to create 
uh, an onboarding program, an orientation that feels great, that's in line with what you just told them in the recruiting process. You were, you know, reiterating your culture and you make them feel really special from the onset. You outline the training. Uh, you know, you, you really put some effort into being prepared for their first day and their first week and, and that sort of thing. But again, really focusing on caring about what the employee's first impression is going to be, what's going to make them want to come back to work in your restaurant each and every day. If you really have a mindset of a coach as opposed to an owner of a restaurant or a manager of a restaurant, I am building a team and I it is my responsibility to make sure I bring on the right players and that I set these players up for success and they're going to have good days and bad days and I am going to coach them. And that's my, that's my role as their mentor, as their coach. And so, I mean, I'm a believer training is great, but coaching every day is what really where the magic happens. You know, when you're just a full-time instructor, you micromanage, you know, you tell people exactly how to do their job. It's really tough for people to, you know, to do well in that environment. And some people need to be told what to do exactly. And again, it goes back to like coaching people. You've got to think of yourself. I mean, so often I see operators, they're like, I just need great people and they should show up and do what I say or, you know, they, you know, but it's really taking a step back and thinking, I am the leader of this restaurant, whether you're the manager, the owner, whatever. And it's my job to set all these people up for success. So I want to make sure that I do that. And I mean, I see so many, um, you know, I see so many managers, different types of supervisors who their behaviors are driving employees away from them and they're difficult to work for as opposed to being this caring, nurturing, you know, uh, you know, person that's going to help people. Again, I think back of that time when I was 15, I was a kid, I didn't have a job before and I needed guidance and I got it and I was a great employee at 15, 16, 17 years old. And it was because of my, the leadership in that restaurant. So, you know, I mean, and I think there's so many different types of, of managers and where it can go wrong. Uh, you know, we've got, you know, managers that, Again, they, they, they just like to, to micromanage or they're really negative by nature. And who wants to be in an environment that's negative all the time? Or, right, you know, they're, right, that, right. they're that busy wow. bee type where they're just so busy running around like a chicken with their head cut off. And they don't have any, you know, they're just always in frantic mode. They, they're very much focused on like the digital communication. Everything is done through email. And uh, there's no real deep engagement with the team. And that can't work. You know, it just comes, it comes off to the employees like you're just uncaring. You know, you're not, you're just sort of going through the motions and you're putting policies before people. And the majority of people, they want to work for a company. They don't have to be perfect, but they want to work for a company that respects them, that cares about them, uh, that's considerate, that is going to help them become a stronger employee, a stronger person, you know, and when you do that as a manager, you're going to build so much loyalty. I mean, I stayed with Potbelly for a long, long time because I always felt like I was a part of something really great. When I started out when I was really kind of junior all the way through my experience there, I felt like my voice mattered. It wasn't always easy, but I was super loyal to that brand because they cared about me. <laughs> you know, they, they, they listened to me. They, they had, uh, you know, I, they had a lot of really great things that kept connected 
to me, and that's so important. And when operators understand this and they really are good at this and they they get it, it is it is night and day. I mean, I have seen so many times there'll be a restaurant that's failing in every way. Profitability, it's a poorly run operation. They have terrible people and you change the leadership in that store. You get a new manager or a new, you know, new owner takes over and it becomes a whole different, same food, you know, same concept, same brand, but the, the, the coach, the leader makes all of the difference in the entire operation. I couldn't agree more. I mean, that old, uh, that age old philosophy of my way or the highway ju- just mm-hmm. doesn't fly in this business any longer. I mean, that was decades ago, but you're absolutely right. There are still operators and managers that, that, um, you know, they have that dictatorial approach to how things are going to be. And that just isn't the way people respond to how they want to be treated and how they're ultimately going to treat the guest, which is the most important thing. So it's yeah. definitely a trickle down thing. It starts from the top and, you know, I, I always had this philosophy of not being too important, even though I owned the place and I had several restaurants. If I was walking through the parking lot and there were a whole bunch of beer cans out there, it's like I would pick them up, you know, and I yeah. led by example and I bust tables and I did takeout orders. And it was just fun being part of the crew, even though I had the big picture. I was the finance and the marketing guy and the big picture guy growing the business and building the brand. It's like I, I, I operated at all levels, and I always thought that that was a good way to just show the team that, you know, this is a real team approach. No one's too important to do anything and, you know, empower yeah. people to make the right decisions, to put the guests first and to, you know, fix anything that's broken, to, you know, take care of any problems immediately. And, and that was the way that we did it. And I think that a lot of operators can benefit from a, a similar approach. And you're certainly yeah. um, verifying that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I will tell you, you know, and sometimes when I have these conversations, you know, operators are like, that's just not me. And I'm not, I would never, ever request or, you know, mm-hmm. suggest that somebody should not be who they are right. as an operator. You know, absolutely. I work with some really tough operators, really tough chefs, really that, that, uh, that, that do very well. And everybody, every single person in the world, myself included, every single day, I try to figure out how to be a better leader. How do I get more out of people? I mean, it's never ending process of learning and growing. And I own my own business. I have good days and bad days. And I, you know, I, we all do. And, but I'm, I'm not somebody that's like, oh, everybody's got to be positive, I'm all about positive energy, but it's not about not being real, not giving hard feedback, not being who you are truly 100% authentic and how you operate your business. That's how people are going to want to work for you. I've worked, uh, even at my time with Pop Ellie or some of the clients that I've had over the last eight or nine years, the ones that are hardest, quote unquote, to work with, they're so uh, you know, hard to please. Those are the ones that I enjoy working with. I try to figure out. You know, no kidding. What makes them tick? Exactly. But that's yeah. what, and it works for me, you know? And so I think, you know, and there are a lot of operators that just very candidly, they just can't stand working with people. So you're a restaurateur and you don't enjoy that. Figure out who does like that in your company or find somebody that mm, can, good if you're the, you're the marketing person and you're the real estate guy and you are going to grow the business and you're the strategy and the brains and you can't, and, and dealing with people issues makes you mad, makes you crazy. Find somebody that you trust and that can deal with those things every day and you will be able to balance each other out and you'll enjoy your job a whole lot more and you will have 
the company and the culture that you want, you know, so. There's the key word. Let's talk about building a culture and what a company culture really means. Yeah, I mean, it is, it, you know, having a great culture, it, you know, people define, people define their culture uh, differently. But for the most part in the restaurant industry, I mean, most people want to have an amazing restaurant filled with great people. I hear a lot of like, oh, we want to feel like a family and, and all of those things. But the desired culture and the reality of the culture oftentimes doesn't, doesn't, match, you know, and I think there's a lot of fairy tale culture stuff and people spend a lot of time creating stuff for the handbook or the whiteboard or a big sign in the back of the house, but it doesn't really, really match what the reality is. I mean, your culture is what it is. The way people feel about your brand and the, the, what happens every day and the feedback you get from your employees, that's the reality of your culture. And I think, uh, you know, there's a, there's got to be a constant focus and energy on a day-to-day basis of making sure that you're in line with the values and the, and the mission and the vision that you have for your company. And you have to make sure that they're not words, that it's the actions that you take every day that will create your culture, you know? So um, to me, culture is action and doing and, uh, you know, making sure that you are living what you are saying you want to be. And again, I mean, the companies, the brands out there, the large, really large brands, I, I, I have some really big companies that I like have always admired and they have a seemingly, you know, amazing culture as big as they are, but you see the amount of effort put into, uh, you know, into their, you know, prioritizing their people and paying appropriately and making sure that they have the best benefits and perks and, uh, you know, they, they recognize well and they reward people and all of those good things. And, uh, you know, it pays off when you do those things. So uh, there's not uh, there's not one specific roadmap, in my opinion, to get to the desired culture that you want. But I think very simply, you've got to prioritize your people. You've got to be laser focused on what you are desiring your culture to be. And then you've got to take action that matches those definitions and, and those desires. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, this is all such powerful stuff. And it's it's obviously, um, it's obvious to me and the listeners, I mean, passion really runs deep with you. And, and, yeah. and gosh, your experiences over decades in this business and the hospitality is so present. Um, why don't you tell me what your definition of hospitality is? My definition of hospitality, I believe it's about making uh, emotional connections and just being a good person, you know, and, and doing that across the board. I am, I am a, I come from a very simple background and I have been, my life was changed by people who were good to me through uh, leadership and hospitality. So to me, hospitality is just about being, being, being great to people uh, of all walks of life, you know, I, I, um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would, that's kind of what my whole thing is, just be, be, be warm, be friendly, be nice, you know, the little random acts of kindness mean the world, and if you follow me at all, or if we're on LinkedIn together, you'll see I never stop talking about those things. I really (laughs) am passionate about, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody comes from, 
different places. And I will tell you, if I didn't have people that treated me well and that believed in me early on in my life, I would have had a completely different life, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I'm so passionate about this industry because I believe this is such an amazing platform to get the most out of people, you know, and so these general managers, these restaurateurs, these independent restaurateurs, yes, you're passionate about building your business and giving, you know, hospitality towards the customer and in your employees, but you really can make a difference in people's lives, your employees, your customers, the community. And that's what it is for me. It's about making connections, these emotional connections with those people, with your employees and your community and your customers and making a difference in their lives every single day in some small way. And everybody can do that. That's why I say everybody can be a leader. Not everybody can run a successful business. Not everybody is hardwired that way, but everybody can inspire somebody through the way they treat another person. And that's what I truly believe. And the guest's experience ultimately um, is benefits from that. I totally, I love that. That's beautiful. And random acts of kindness and, and all these things. I mean, that's what builds, you know, the, the camaraderie of a staff. Now, here's an interesting angle that just popped into my mind. So there's a, there's a front of house and a back of house. And um, there's some conflicts that, you know, come up from time to time. It's two different cultures in a restaurant, yet the team has to come together to ultimately right. serve the guests, to put out the best products that, that you can. You know, every plate has to look beautiful. The consistency of the preparations have to be there. And then there's this disparity in some cases between the mm -hmm. earning potential between the front of the house and the back of the house. Do you ever run into those issues? Do you consult with restaurants on how yeah. to build that, you know, that bridge between the two cultures? Let's talk about that. Yeah, I do get a lot of um, messages and I've been involved with, you know, full service restaurants that definitely have that sort of angst amongst the, you know, the front of the house, the back of the house, they don't get along or there's blaming or, you know, that, mm -hmm. that different, you know, a lot of conversation about different cultures, you know, there's the back house culture and the front of house culture. I think it just goes uh, back, you know, as, as simple as I, I can make it. And I mean, there's been, a, I've had a lot of conversations about it and there's been a lot of uh, hopes to fix things and it's still problems, you know, but I think it's just really figuring out how to you know, get these uh, front of the house, back of the house, or wherever you're seeing, uh, you know, differences, you know, sometimes it's corporate versus operations or whatever it, it may be. It's really figuring out ways to get everybody to understand that your goals are the same, you know, that you're ultimately trying to run a great restaurant and take care of customers and grow your business or whatever those goals are. And so you've got to put effort into, uh, to getting them to work together, whether it's through, um, you know, meetings and trainings or, you know, get togethers or, uh, you know, periodic meetings or, or ways that people work together or a day in the life of the back of the house, a day in the life of the front, yes, of, the house, yes, front of the house. Of There's so many different mm -hmm. things that you can do to try to get people to understand what that cook goes through every day or what that server, you know, why that server does this and, or, you know, in, in talking about why there is a disconnect, I mean, I think sometimes it's just like, we don't like them, they don't like us, or it's, you know, corporate doesn't get it, we're the operators, or franchisor doesn't understand, but the franchisee is going to do what they want. It's really just about talking. It's about 
having amazing communication and being really honest with what the actual issues are and trying to address them. And, and when you include the people that are in the trenches, the ones that are, that are, that are dealing with the frustrations and have them come up with strategies and ways to fix these problems, who wants to go to work and have problems all the time? So if you can incorporate their ideas and thoughts, it's a, it's a, it can be a win when you do that. If you, you know, put it on them to help figure out solutions to the problem. Okay, excellent, excellent advice. Do you want to try to talk uh, about compliance issues? Are there any pitfalls out there that oh, operators need to? I know, right? Maybe, <laughs> but boring. You know, here's the thing: there's so many uh, different things. This is something that I will tell you. I see operators avoid this topic yes, of compliance me too. because, first of all, it's overwhelming. It's very confusing. It's um, what is important, and it's so hard to know. But I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely, you have to understand the 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 ideas of the things that are especially the big ones like you have to be uh you know paying people properly over time you know all that stuff you've got to make sure those are the big the big lawsuits that we see one of the big ones that i see operators avoid because it maybe gets confusing or they're not following the rules is how you classify your employees um with are they a salaried employee are you paying them cash or uh, you know are they Mm -hmm. you know independent contractor all of those things you have to make sure you understand how this works and what it means for you it's always okay i've never been doing this for 20 years i've never been in trouble until you get that knock on the door you know and then it's like oh i should have been i should have thought you know and so you know so i would say that one of the big things that i'm trying to do is really simplify this for operators you know if you you've got to you know here's here's what you have to do if you have this amount of employees you've got to do cobra if you here's what fmla means and here's what it means to you as a restaurant manager here's the form you need to fill out i'm really trying to sort of hand feed this because there's no way we could spend the next three hours on the phone talking through each one of the compliance areas posters in your store. I mean, it could go on and on and on and there's no way anybody's going to remember it. So, um, you know, so I think it's just really, uh, you know, really having a good understanding of what are the big issues. And again, the big issues are, you know, you've got to pay your people, right. You've got to make sure that you are paying overtime and that you're paying people for the time that they're actually working, that you're paying them legitimately, (laughs) you know, that you are, uh, you know, you're not doing anything that you shouldn't be doing. And a lot of times operators know, like they're like sick of somebody, they don't want to pay them or whatever. That's when you get into trouble. Or if you're splitting somebody between two restaurants and you think that you're going to get away with not paying them overtime because you're, and those are the things that I see operators get in trouble with. And, you know, and then there's different depending on, you know, the state that you're in, there's different rules and laws on break times and, and different things like that. And you've got to make sure you understand the state that you operate in and how you have to go about doing those things. I am not, uh, you know, I am oftentimes just a messenger. I don't always agree with every law that's in place and it doesn't, it doesn't seem to work in restaurants and it doesn't make sense and the server doesn't want to take the break at that time and whatever, but it's the rules, it's the laws, you know, and you've got to, you've got to follow them because when you don't, oh, it just causes so much more of a problem. So you've got to have really 
simple, you know, you got to have an understanding of it. You've got to have systems in place. You've got to make sure you're keeping great records of, you know, your payroll records, your break records. Um, and you've got, to, you know, I-9s, all of those things. You've got to just make sure you've got it together there. Yeah, and disciplinary actions and how you mm-hmm. approach discipline and warnings and, and you know, stuff. putting things in writing and having people sign that, you know, they were warned about certain infractions and that you have a clear policy or procedures employee manual in place that outlines all this stuff. Yeah, this is not the exciting part of running a restaurant, but this is the stuff right. that can really turn around and, and kick you. Oh, when you're not looking, so... 1,000%. Right? And these are the systems. These are the simple systems that need to be in place, whether you're just starting out or if you've been in business for years. I mean, geez, I mean, I know. I mentioned to you, I had 52 employees. You've got restaurants with hundreds of employees, and these issues will happen when you least expect. So having those systems in place is super good advice, and I know that your firm can can help with that. Um, What haven't we spoken about that you'd like to talk about that's relevant Carrie. Hmm. Well, I mean, I think we've kind of t- talked about a lot. I mean, I, I think it just kind of, you know, what you were just talking about with making sure you have systems. I mean, if you really focus on being a great leader, you know, focus on, you know, caring about people and doing what's right by them, not it's focused on like, what's the law? How can I get this person out of my restaurant? I mean, the, the restaurant tours that I see really do well as in general, they don't have to do as much writing up and, you know, documenting and all that. They really lead by being a good person and they take care of people. They when they bring somebody onto their team, they make a full commitment that that person is going to be successful, you know, and they're not always going to be successful. You're going to have to fire people and all of that. But, and then on top of that, so great leadership, so important. It's just reiterating what we've already talked about, which is just make sure you've got simple systems, HR systems, you know, through, you know, when you, when you think about, well, what exact systems are you talking about? It's like, how exactly do you go about recruiting and hiring and then all the way through the life cycle of an employee. So how do you recruit and hire them? How do you onboard them? How do you train them? How do you coach and mentor them? How do you manage their performance? How do you terminate them when that happens? You know, and so, and if it's involuntary term or it's a, you know, a, a not, and, and how do you, what are the processes for that? And when you think about it as a whole, it's so incredibly overwhelming, but when you really piece it out step by step, which is what I try to do in my book. It's really step-by-step. You need a recruiting strategy. Here's what you do, step one. You know, here's what you do, step two. And same thing throughout the life cycle of an employee. So just make sure you make that commitment. And you said it earlier, Roger, you know, you're you're putting the time in up front and it's going to make a world of difference later. And that is so true. It just seems like I don't have time. I'm running a restaurant. I don't have time to do this, you know, deal with systems and worry about leadership. You know, I don't, that's going to be put on the back burner, but that's just at the core of your success. You've got to have great leaders and you've got to have simple systems. Absolutely. That's excellent, excellent advice. Um, how about recognition and the rewards? Have you come across any really, really dynamic, even if they're simple programs that recognize people? Because it's, yeah, everyone's there for a paycheck, but it's not just about the paycheck. It's about the pat on the back that you mentioned earlier. And how do you keep yeah. good people? Yeah, you know, there's so many things. I mean, I always like to say with reward and recognition, I mean, you can be 
you know, if you're not a great company to work for and you're not a great culture and you're not recognizing uh, your talent, no, you know, $5,000 watch is really going to matter at five years. Nobody cares, you know, about those kind of rewards if you're not a great place. And most people probably won't make it to five years anyway. But I think there are just so many things that you can do. If you really go into, you know, thinking about your business is like every day I want to create a happy place to work. What are some things that I can do? Some cost money and some don't. I mean, sometimes it's just making eye contact with somebody and telling them that they did a great job. You know, that is people love to be recognized in that way or having a meeting and pulling somebody out and saying, this person did something really great or did this for a customer or whatever it may be. And then there's just, you know, you can, you know, make sure that you're um, recognizing major life events, whether it's work anniversaries or personal anniversaries and birthdays and babies and marriages and things like that. You know, you can run, you can have little, Contests, you can bring donuts to work, you know, uh, Friday morning or, you know, Friday morning donuts or pizza party. And there's so many different things that you can do. But, um, you know, a, a lot of operators say, well, I just don't have the money for a benefits and perks and reward and recognition program. It really doesn't need to be like that. And there's a lot of little things that other companies that do, you know, discounted gym memberships or, you know, different things like that. There's so many different things that you can do that will show your people that you're making an effort to put them first, you know? Um, I mean, we have some clients that do really nice things over the holidays, whether it's buying them uh, their ham or turkey, or they do gift cards, or they, um, you know, they have little parties. Obviously, that's a, that's a common one, but there's just so many things you can do. Uh, we see a lot of times, too, we have the CEOs of some of our larger restaurants. They, they engage uh, with the hourly employees, and they, go, they do lunches for rewards. They, they go to lunch with the CEO and, you know, just different things like that. So, I mean, I think there's just so many things that you can do that if they come off very genuine and really about caring about the employees, they can go a long, long way. Awesome. Great, great advice. You know, Carrie, it's been a super, super pleasure talking to you. You've been a wealth of information. Why don't you, um, I want to make sure that in my show notes, I include a few links so that people can contact you if they're interested in getting more information about what you do and how you might be able to help. Do you want great. me to include uh, any social media platform contacts or just your website? What's the best way to reach you that uh, I can make it simple for the audience? Yeah, the Two best ways to reach me are LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn very actively. And then my website is okay. CarrieLuxum.com. Yeah. Awesome. I'll include both of those, Carrie. Great. Well, thank you so much for being thank a guest. You. And this is such an important topic. And I'm hoping that all my listeners just tune into this because it was just power packed with so much information that can help operators just build that culture of hospitality. We talked about finding great ways to attract the best people and to keep them. It's been awesome. Thank you so much Thank for uh, for being a guest, Carrie. That was uh, that was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. And while you're there, download a copy of the book, Rock Your Restaurant. It's a game changer. See you next time.